How are we doing, Camp Massive? Hey, third, third year in a row. It's, um, it's a real privilege. It is a real privilege to be here. I, um, it's been a big year for me. Uh, I've been working really hard at trying to be uh, more and more like Jesus. Oh, that is so good. This is going to be a good, good weekend. I've got, I've been really expectant. Is anyone else expectant for this weekend? Yeah, I love that. I've been, I've been praying for you guys and your leaders. I've been literally on my knees praying for you guys. I've been thinking about this a bunch. I've been really excited. And I, it's this crazy thing where a bunch of people get together in a room for a weekend. Uh, and then Jesus turns it up. And it's just this really cool thing. And if you're here and you're not like familiar with this Jesus guy, hopefully you'll be a little bit more familiar with him by the end of this weekend. Um, let's get into it. I want you guys to stand up. We have an absolutely massive, massive um, uh, sort of like a theme for this weekend, and, it, and it's limitless. You might have seen the posters, and there's this kind of this one key verse around it, and it's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and it goes like this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. I, w- I want you guys to say that word more with me. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Yeah, that's pretty good. We can do a little bit better. Let's do this right. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. There we go. Then all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Take a seat. Thanks, Massive. My, this, this first message, I've, I've called it God's grace is limitless. I want you to try it on for size. I want you to turn to the person next to you and just say, neighbor, God's grace is limitless. That's good. Say, say it like a preacher. God's grace is limitless. It feels good, right? There's like this power. There is this, this power in that. And alright, alright. This is great. Um, there's, there's just one the, the real tricky thing about grace is that we live in a world of ungrace. We live in a world where basically from the moment you were born, you are being measured. You, people are sizing you up. Are you cool enough? Are you cute enough? Are you unique enough? Are you individual enough? Are you special? Are you okay? Are you smart enough? Are your grades enough? Are you wearing the right clothes? Are you, the, the world we live in is constantly measuring you. The world we live in has things like, like for example, Fortune magazine lists the 500 richest people in the world, but it doesn't, ri- it doesn't list the 500 poorest people. We live in a, in a world where, like, as a teenager, it's really tough. I remember 
I was like 15 years old. I was at AJ's like pool party. He had a party at H2O Extreme. Does anyone know that? And like, well, like, who has 15? I'm 15. Yeah. <laughs> good, to, good to know. I need some water. Um, when I was 15, I remember I went to this pool party and I used to have this big gap in my teeth. I still kind of do. Like, just got these big rabbit teeth. And, and I was, like, I used to be just so embarrassed with this gap in my teeth. And so I worked out this thing that I could do that if I smile with, the with my tongue behind my teeth and my bottom teeth like in the thing like this, you couldn't really tell the gap in my teeth. And it kind of became like this, this thing, like the cheesy grin, like the, because if I ever got asked to smile, I'd go, okay. And, and it just became like a thing in our school actually, like this like the cheesy grin. Um, but for me, it was actually to hide my like big insecurity around my teeth. And I remember I was at this pool party and this girl comes up to me and she goes, can you smile for me? And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> and then she goes, no, no, just like smile normally. And so I went, <laughs> and then she goes, oh, just show me your teeth. Cause I kept trying to just hide this gap in my teeth. And I remember just going, <laughs> the weirdest thing. And this girl just goes, oh, okay. And then just walks up. And man, I was just so gutted. I don't know, it was just my teeth, like who really cares? But at the time I was like, man, people were just, judging like everywhere you go people are just sizing you up are your teeth okay like who even but man i'm just saying it's tough i feel you guys that we live in a world of ungrace but the funny thing about about the fact that we live in a world where everyone's sussing each other out all the time is that the world is crying out for grace the world is just i feel like the world is just going crazy for for grace and, and we don't even realize it um, a couple of, like, examples are like, well, I guess, yeah, there's so many examples. I think a lot of people go get into graceless religion. They, they get into reading a book and going to church and doing all this kind of stuff just to try and, just to try and get acceptance, just to try and feel okay. Or you might have parents that put these unnecessary expectations on you to, that you feel like you always have to try and earn and work towards. We're just trying to, earn our being okay and I think one of the biggest examples of this is is love we just so long to be in like a in a like a romantic relationship because that's often the closest thing we get to pure grace the idea that someone would choose you and you would be the one that that they think about when they brush their teeth that you would be the one that that they that you know when they touch you you feel so special and that kind of thing and, and the idea that someone would love you for who you are. It's this thing that the whole world craves. Just listen to the lyrics of our top songs. It's like, it's the way you make me feel. It's the way you look. It's what you do for me. The whole world is just crying out for this. There's a little story um, from uh, like way back in Spain somewhere and a Spanish dad has a runaway son and he puts an ad in the newspaper and it says Paco, that's the name of his son. Uh, meet me at Hotel Montana at 2pm, all is forgiven, love papa. And this, this dad turns up at Hotel Montana at 2pm uh, and there he finds 800 young men named Paco waiting for their fathers. The world is crying out for grace. And this really cool thing is, is, that, is that the Bible 
talks about a grace like you would not believe. The, this, this passage here, Ephesians, when you actually get into the book, a lot of what it's talking about is grace. And grace is just it's the gospel. It's that we are saved by grace. It's the good news. And, uh, and it's interesting. So as Christians, we turn to the Bible. And when you turn to the Bible, Paul, this, this dude, Paul, he's got a gnarly story. And he wrote a bunch of the New Testament. He can barely get two sentences into a letter without mentioning the word. It rocks his world. Study any of what he's written and you just see it is just grace throughout the whole thing. It's just so weaving into every word that guy writes. But then Jesus, on the other hand, he hardly uses the word. It's really interesting. But what Jesus does do is he tells stories. Stories that were relevant to the time. Stories that were relevant to the people listening. So what I want to do is I want to share a few modern day stories. Is that alright with you guys? You still with me? Yeah, so... Uh, the first one is a guy called Terry. Terry's from Auckland. Again, going back a little bit. And this was at a time when uh, he's an entrepreneur, he's a business guy, and he's just found out that uh, they're going to rebuild the ancient hanging gardens of Babylon. Huge business opportunity. And this guy uh, takes out a massive loan, like over a million dollars. And he puts together this huge operation for volunteerism, for people to go fly over there and help work to restore this incredible, majestic, ancient wonder. And so he puts together these packages and tour guides and health and safety and does all the marketing stuff for it. Um, and everything's going to plan except for one thing, which is uh, the president of Iraq ends up getting into like a civil war and he closes down the airport. And you need to get through that airport to get to the Hanging Gardens, and it kind of actually just kills his entire business. And so this guy, is like Terry, is just freaking out. He's just got this huge loan. He's just invested all this money. Bam, civil war, everything's shut. The environment is not safe. No one's traveling. A lot of money. And so this guy's like, uh, goes to his accountant. He's freaking out a bit. Sort of the folly of his decisions are starting to set in. And the accountant, basically, they wrangle this way where he can pay back about five grand a week for the rest of his life because of interest. And, well, not for the rest of his life, but for a lot of it. And he's going to the office to see his investors. And he's sweating, even though the aircon's on, and he's just like, this is my reality. Holy smokes. And he uh, gets there. There's this, like, this main investor guy, and he just says, hey, look, I, I'm sorry, and uh, but I've got this plan. I'm going to... Um, repay back the money uh, and the chief investor guy on hearing the word repayment he laughs out loud he says I'm a spectator I'm a speculator I, I win some I lose some it's hardly your fault that there was a war and he takes the contract and he rips it up and he puts it in the bin says you don't owe us a cent God's grace is limitless another story there's a there's a um, there's a, this is a true story. There's a lady, um, as a, I got this out of a newspaper article, and there was, a lady, there was a couple, and they got engaged, and they went to the Grand Hyatt Hotel to organize this grand wedding, and they put down a lot of money, um, and they chose all their food, and they got all the stuff ready for their big day, and when it came time close to the wedding, the groom got cold feet. And said, hey, I'm, I'm out, I'm not doing this. And this lady was just obviously super gutted. She goes back to the Grand Hyatt Hotel and she says, hey, um, my husband's 
walked out on me. And the lady at the hotel goes, oh, I'm so, so sorry this has happened to you. Um, but unfortunately, we can only refund a very small part of your bill. And that lady happened to have actually had a rough patch in her life, and she spent some time in, like, uh, in like a homeless shelter. And so she got this idea. She thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold a party. I'm going to change the main dish to boneless chicken in the name of the groom. And then I'm going to... <laughs> took you guys a moment. Um, um, and I'm going to invite the people from the homeless shelter, the people from the streets, the people working the streets. And so on a hot summer's evening, uh, yeah, people that otherwise would have been scraping food out of pizza boxes were being served cordon bleu by people in tuxedos. People that would have been working the streets got to take a night off. The junkies got to, um, got to hang out in a night in style and, if, and have a great feed and dance until the sun goes down and dance into the evening. God's grace is limitless. 